Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 31st, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. We're looking at what we call the mother of all parables. This is the parable of the sower. This is part 26 already. We've been going into this parable. We're in week six of studying this parable. I need to wrap this up soon so we can move on to another parable. But I had a conversation with someone uh, recently this weekend about something that made me think about this parable. So today's message is going to be about that. The title of today's message is you must decide what to do with God's word. As a believer, you can't be blaming God and blaming other people. You have to decide what you're going to do with your life. You have to decide what you're going to do with the word of God. The word of God is available to you. God's purpose, God's grace, God's anointing, God's favor is available to you. You must decide what you are going to do with the word of God. Let me just say this real quick. I shared a message. I preached a message yesterday. Uh, it was a powerful message. So go to youtube.com, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena. If, and, and just, you'll see the message that I shared yesterday. I believe that message will be a blessing to a lot of people. Check out the message, get ready for, for the word, open up your heart to receive. So let's get into the word for this morning. All right. So um, before we do, let's look at Psalms 126 and verse four. This is a scripture that our church has been looking at all year. I just want to put this through your ear gates real quick. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Put in the chat, say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the form of glory. There are people that have allowed portions of their lives to dry up. There are people that have allowed areas of their lives that where it's not as fervent as they used to be. They're not praying like they used to be or studying like they used to be. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And in the season, this text says, may streams of your refreshing God flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. This is a season for dry hearts to be drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. Amen. You got it? All right. So the mother of all parables as I get into it, let me read it for you once again, and then I'm going to tell you the conversation that I had. So in Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 13, Jesus gives the explanation of the parable uh, to his disciples, to his team. He gave this parable. People didn't really understand it. The, the team said when everybody else was gone, hey, Jesus, we don't understand it. He said, you got to understand this one. If you don't understand this one, how can you understand any parable, which is why I call it the mother of all parables. And then this was Jesus's explanation. He said, okay, guys, let me break it down for you. The farmer is like someone who takes the teaching, the seed, the word of God, sows it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed falls along the path. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And because they don't understand it, they're susceptible to Satan. Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like the seed that's planted on the rocky ground. These are the people that hear the teaching. They quickly and gladly accept it. They say amen in church real loud but they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They give God surface level Christianity. As a result, as soon as trouble comes, a persecution comes because of the word, these people are quick to give up. Other people are like the seed that are planted amongst the thorny weeds. They hear the teaching, but they have allowed their lives to become full of other things. What other things, Jesus? He said, well, the cares of this world, the love of money, 
and everything else they want. These things grow up like weeds and choke out the word. But then they are good ground. Say, I am good ground. Put that in the chat. I am good ground. The, the good ground doesn't do what the, what the bad grounds did. It, it, they allow the word of God to go deep. They understand it. They, they seek wisdom and understanding. And they don't have competing priorities. As a result, the word produces a harvest in their lives, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes 100 times more. So now let's talk about the conversation that I had. So, um, you know, I'm always talking to people and I was talking to this person, young person, um, this weekend, and we were talking about the word and I was talking about the conference and how the conference was amazing. And then obviously I preached yesterday, right? But this was before I preached. So anyway, um, I was talking about the conference and how the word was good. And the person basically was saying, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, you know, like the word, you know, all this word stuff that, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> and the person was basically trying to blame God and even like almost blame the church. Like, you know, like whatever, this stuff don't work. No, let's be clear. The word works, but you got to work the word. In this parable, the same sower took the same seed to four different types of soil. And the word didn't work in three out of the four so uh, types of soil. And the problem was not with the sower. And the problem was not with the seed. The problem was with the soil. And so there are people that blame God or even like, for example, like, let's say me, I, 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 I teach faith, right? Uh, uh, the grace life and we're supposed to live by faith. And there are people say, oh man, I tried faith. Faith didn't work. I tried that faith thing. Faith didn't work. No, it's not that you tried faith and faith didn't work. To be honest, faith tried you and you didn't work. The, the issue, if there's ever an issue between you and God, the issue is not God. Let's be clear about this. If there's ever a disconnect between you and God, the issue is with you. If there's ever a problem between me and God, I'm the problem. Put this in the chat. God is not the problem. So the, the word works. The problem is with the soil. The problem is not with the seed. And so God honors the system that he created. God set up a system of cause and effect sowing and reaping and the free will of humans. And so the reason why the word works for some people and the word doesn't work for other people is not that there's a problem with the word, it's a problem with them in their heart. And so there are people that blame God and blame the church and blame their pastor and blame all these people. And they're blaming because this, all oh, that stuff don't work. I gave money to the church and the pastor driving a big old car and I gave money to the church and that thing didn't work for me. I ain't never going back there. Okay, well, look, like, you know, that that's something between you and God. Like, first of all, like, anyway, I, there's levels to that conversation. At the end of the day, you can get mad at God. You can get mad at the church. You can get mad at the word. But the issue is not with the word. The issue is with you in your heart. The same sower, same seed, four different types of soil, lots of different results. The problem was never with the seed. The problem was never with the sower. God is not the problem. Put in the chat. God is not the problem. Put in the chat. The word is not the problem. And so if there's a problem, the problem is always with me. So my question for you today, you must decide, or, or the, the statement, you must decide what you're going to do with the word of God. So my question is, what are you going to do with the word of God? You can't be blaming God. There's nothing wrong with the word. If there's an issue, the issue is with you. You got it? So what does this mean for you today. Now I can get started. I did all of that as a setup. What does this mean for you today? I have five things to share with you in this morning. Let's break it down. I'm going to go through all, all of the types of soil. Number one, the seed 
and the soil. So it is essential to realize that the seed, which is God's word, and the sower, which is God himself, are the constants in the parable, right? So I'm an engineer by education. So you have in this parable, you have constants and then you have a variable. And so the constants are the sower and the seed. The variable is the soil. So you and I are the variable in the text. So the constant is God, constant. The the constant is the seed or the word of God, constant. And so if there's a if there's a, a challenge with the outcome, the outcome, the only variable is the soil. You and I, we're the only variable in the text. We are the soil. The condition of our heart is the soil. So make no mistake, how you receive the word of God matters. You can be in the same place at the same time. Well, let's say I, I preached yesterday. I, God used me in a mighty way, right? I preached yesterday about how faith is relational and how your faith comes down to your relationship with God and how you got to know God to have a relationship with him to live by faith and how faith is relational. Well, I'm sure that there were people that, that were there that were saying, oh my God, that word was amazing. And there's probably people that were there in the same room be like, uh, okay, whatever. It was okay. Well, I didn't get nothing out of it. The issue was not with the word. Let's be clear about this. You could be at the same place at the same time, hear the same word. The Bible says in Hebrews 4 and 2, the gospel was preached unto us as well as unto them, but it did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. The problem is not with the gospel. The problem is not with the word. The problem is with the soil. So you got to check your heart on a regular basis to make sure that you are good ground. Say I'm good ground. When I'm telling you this morning, every morning and I say, say I'm good ground, say I'm good ground, but you got to check your heart continually. There's a scripture that says you got to check your heart to see if you're in the faith, right? You got to actually see to whether or not, test yourself to see whether or not you are actually in faith. Like, are you receiving the word in faith or are you just sitting there like, eh, whatever? Like, no, you got to be in faith. You got to be good ground. You have to actively make sure that you are being good ground. Put in the chat, I am good ground. Number two, do all that you can to understand the word of God. Now, this is obviously the first type of soil, right? These are the people that, that received the word of God, the wayside soil, but they didn't understand it. And because they didn't understand it, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Their lack of comprehension left them susceptible to Satan. Their lack of comprehension. So how do you battle that? Well, you got to seek to get an understanding. You got you to, first of all, go to a church where they explain the word of God. Go to a church where they teach the word of God. Go to, go to a church where you can see the word, hear the word, and understand the word of God so that you can get it down in your heart so that you can meditate on it and apply it. You want the word of God to be plain, to be practical, and to be portable. You want the word of God to be something that you can apply to your heart. That's why I, my cousin says that I break down the word Barney style, right? I'm, I'm going to take the word of God and I'm going to break it down. One of the greatest compliments that I have, that I get all the time, is when people come up to me and say, man, my kids love it when you preach. My kids love it when you preach because they can understand it, right? And so so I'm breaking it down. You, you need to get the word of God in such a way where you can understand it, comprehend it, so that you can apply it to your life. And once you understand it, then Satan can't snatch it away. Satan can't take away any word that you receive and that you understand, because once you understand it, it becomes part of you. Say amen to that. Say the word of God is part of me. You got it? All right. Number three, you need to deepen your faith. This is from the rocky ground. So the rocky ground, remember, these are the people that hear the word of God. They quickly and gladly accept it. However, they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They give God surface level 
Christianity. Put in the chat, I, I go beyond the surface. Put in the chat, I go beyond the surface. I have to go beyond the surface with God. I need to let the word of God go deep into my life. Uh, so when I allow, allow the word of God to go deep into my life and it's beyond the surface level, then now I'm, I'm solid. And because the text says, if you don't and you give God surface level Christianity, then as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word, remember I taught you this already, that the power of the word attracts opposition from the enemy. So when you get a word from God, you got to know that the enemy is going to come and raise his ugly head. So you will, there will be an attraction from the word of God of the enemy. And so you have to be ready to withstand the attacks of the enemy. How do you withstand it? By allowing the word of God to go deep into your life. You are not worshiping God on the surface level. Now, if you get, if you have surface level Christianity and you don't have deep roots, you're not going to be able to withstand the attacks of the enemy. But put this in the chat. I can withstand. Why? Because I have deep roots. I've allowed the word of God to go deep into my heart. As a result, I have unshakable faith. I am steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that my labor is not in vain in the Lord because I allow the word of God to go deep. Say amen to that. Number four, you must clear out the weeds uh, and the thorns in your heart. So obviously this is the third type of soil. This is the thorny ground. These are the people that have allowed their lives to become full of other things. And I told you on Friday that you have to declutter your heart and declutter your mind. The word can't work when you are consumed with other things. The word is not going to work. I didn't make this up. Jesus said the word is, is these other things are weeds that will choke out the word. The word will not work if you are consumed with the cares of this world, the love of money, and selfish desires, everything else you want. The word is not going to work if you have competing priorities. The word is not going to work when you have a lust for other things. The word is not going to work when you hear the word of God and you say, yeah, but I need to do this. When you hear the word of God and you say, yeah, but I want to do that. And you are selfish and you are self-centered. And now when you do that, when you're selfish and self-centered and self-seeking, you are placing self over the word and, and the word is going to get choked out. When you're pursuing money over the word, it's going to get choked out. When you Listen, the, the cares of this world, when you're more consumed with the news than the word, the word is going to get choked out. So while the word is trying to grow in your heart, it's being choked out because you have competing priorities. This ground represents people who have allowed their lives to become entangled with competing priorities and they have constant distractions. Put this in the chat. I free myself of every distraction. This is what I'm saying. When you are free of all distractions and you're not, you know you are free from sin and self, selfish desires, you are not self-righteous and you are not self-centered. You are not a self-made man or a self-made woman. You're not pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. Your life is not about you. Your life is all about him. You have died to self, yielded to him, seeking him, submitted to him. You know, you, it's all about him. When you get to that point, now your life will be amazing because now you are walking in God, with God and God is walking with you. You're doing what he tells you to do and, and you will walk in a level of grace for every opportunity because now you've, you have rid your heart of all the distractions. So there's nothing there to choke out the word. There's nothing there to hold it back. So you declutter your heart, you declutter your mind and you focus on your purpose. Say amen to that. 
And then number five, and finally, last point for today, the condition of your heart matters. Say that. The condition of my heart matters. I have to decide what I'm going to do with the word of God. In this parable, the parable of the sower, the mother of all parables, in every case, God was attempting to get his word down inside of people. But the people get a vote. The people get to decide how they're going to receive or respond to the word of God. God listed four types of soil. In three types of the soil, the word didn't work. In 75% of the the cases, the word didn't produce. So you got to be careful. Like you're like, oh yeah, I'm good ground. Yes, but, but really make sure you understand what you're saying. Like it matters. How the soil responded matters. The condition of the soil determined the outcome in this parable. So the condition of your heart will determine the outcome of the word of God in your life. Let me say that again. The condition of your heart will determine the outcome of the word of God in your life. We are free moral agents. God is not going to overrule our decisions. God will respect your decision. If you want to pursue the love of money, God will be like, son, if you submit to me, I can give you more money than you've ever imagined. But if you want to make your life about money, go ahead. If you're born again, you're still going to get to heaven, but you're going to get to heaven to realize that you wasted your life pursuing the least of all riches. If you want to make your life about the cares of this world, God's going to be like, if you're born again, hey, son, you're still going to go to heaven. Hey, daughter, you're still going to go to heaven. But you wasted your life being consumed with things that I never wanted you to be consumed with. And you were so consumed with those things that you never fulfilled your purpose, right? If you if you want to live your life for selfish desires or lust for other things, and you're like, okay, God, yeah, you want me to do this, but I don't want to do that. I want to do this. This is what I want to do. Okay, fine. If that's you, if you're born again, you're still going to make it to heaven, but then you're going to get to heaven to realize that you spent your whole life doing stuff that you know in your heart you were not supposed to be doing, and you were putting your will above God's will. So God is God is not going to stop you. God is like, hey, God will allow whatever you allow. God will permit whatever you permit. Your choices, your decisions, your actions, they matter, and there are consequences, right? And so, so God will let you reap whatever you sow, and God will stand by. Now, if you ever get tired of living that way, and, and you'd be like, okay, God, I'm sorry. Now I come back and I, I repent. I submit. I surrender to you. I want. I only want you. And God is like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm pleased with that too, right? I want you to be the man or the woman that, God, that, that I called you to be, says the Lord, right? I want you to be submitted to me. I want you to be submitted to my plans, but I'm not going to force you to do it. It has to be an act of your free will. God is saying, for me to operate in your life, son, for me to operate in your life, daughter, you need to cooperate with me. The good ground represents people that are submitted to the word of God, that are yielded to the Holy Spirit, that are allowing the word of God to work, and the word will work if you work the word. So don't be, in closing, don't be like the young person I just had a conversation with. Don't be like this person that's going to blame God for everything or say faith didn't work or the church doesn't work. And the church. Don't be like that. At the end of the day, take accountability and responsibility for your own life and for your own actions. And you have to take accountability and responsibility for the condition of your heart. The word of God works. You have to make some decisions. My question is, what decision will you make? You are where you are today because of the decisions and actions that you made yesterday. And you will be where you will be tomorrow because of the decisions and actions that you take today. So my question is, how will you choose? Choose wisely. 
align your life with the word of God. Submit to God in all ways. Be yielded by the to and, and submitted to the Holy Spirit and then apply the word of God to every area and every aspect of your life. If you do that, listen, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. None of us are perfect. But we should be striving towards perfection. We should be striving towards living a life that is pleasing in God's sight. That's why you watch today's word. You wouldn't be watching. We are 26 minutes into this thing. You wouldn't be watching the live stream for 26 minutes if you didn't want to submit to God. So my prayer for you is that you do it, that you yield to him, that you become the man or the woman that God has destined you to be for such a time as this. Put in the chat, say, amen, I receive it. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Let's seal the deal. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that my heart is good ground. It is a place where your word can take root and thrive. I know that how I receive your word matters. So I diligently seek to comprehend and understand your word and then apply it to my life. I deepen my faith daily. I allow your word to go deep within me. As a result, I develop deep roots and I'm able to withstand the attacks of the enemy. I declutter my heart and my mind, clearing out all distractions and prioritizing you above everything else. I take responsibility for my actions. I know that my choices have consequences. So I willingly cooperate with you, aligning my actions and choices and faith with your word. I am good ground. Your word produces a harvest in my life. So I refuse to blame you or to develop excuses. I allow the word of God to change me. I make decisions that align with your word and my choices today help shape my tomorrow. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. Listen, I purposefully try not to get emotional today or to get too fired up. I wanted to teach this word. This was a word that I, I was trying to control myself so I could teach it. I wanted to teach it methodically and clearly, and I pray that you received it. This is an important word. Make sure that you apply the how you receive the word of God matters. If you're not getting my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments right now in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day, and I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible. 
in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.